0: Wild Wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast. This segment has been taken from Thrive Thursdays with Dr. Patricia Mills. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here is Dr. Patricia Mills.
0: Can we actually get rid of acne or our pimples permanently? I believe we can, and I'm going to share with you how, why I believe we can and how. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm a holistic MD, functional medicine practitioner, women's health expert, and I'm coming to you on my uh, Thrive Thursday episode live, which you can catch uh, in my Wild Wisdom for Women Facebook group. Uh, it's free to join, and uh, you get to join in and ask your questions, and if you are joining me today... Please put in your name uh, and any questions. That's the benefit of joining live. And today we're going to be talking about a super important topic, which is acne. I think it's super important because I myself uh, experienced some pretty terrible acne at certain stages of my life. And my experience with it was that I felt like when people looked at me um, it was hard for them to connect to the deep inner me because they were distracted by this very, um, you know, not good looking acne on my face. Now, whether or not that was true, I don't know. But that was my perception of the situation. And I also had a sense that it, perhaps there was something going on inside of my body that was causing the acne, that it wasn't actually Um, you know, normal, like a part of hormonal shifts for me to have the acne, um, there was an intuitive sense that maybe this was an expression, an outer reflection of an inner issue with my health. And boy, was I right. So I'm a Western trained medical doctor, and I'm also a published researcher. And fortunately, I have um, stayed curious over the years. And when I started to experience acne, And for me, I had it as an adolescent, and then it seemed to improve, and then it came back in my uh, later years, in my later 20s and 30s, and it appeared to be hormonal. And when you look it up, it's called adult acne. And the thing is that what I've learned over time is that acne, even in adolescents and certainly in adults, is not meant to be a normal part of our experience. Um, Research has shown that when you look at um, people who are living a hunter-gatherer lifestyle and there still are those populations uh, existent in the world today, when they look specifically for the presence of acne in those populations, acne is virtually absent. And these are different populations with different genetics. So it's not a genetic thing. It appears to be a lifestyle thing. Now, we're not going to be able to return to living a hunter-gatherer lifestyle, to be honest. That's not what I want for myself either. However, I think that there are things that we can learn from those lifestyles and that have been um, backed up by research that we can implement into our daily lives to either prevent acne or reverse it should it occur, whether you're an adolescent going through an acne stage or an adult who's developing acne in later stages of life. And whether it's hormonal or not, my belief is that my opinion, based on what I've read in the research, is that yes, hormones can make acne worse, but it takes more than just hormonal fluctuations, um, like normal life uh, stage hormonal fluctuations to trigger acne. And in adolescence, there are the normal um, hormonal fluctuations. And then if you stack that with um, things that are now known to trigger acne, that's when you get the expression of acne and when you get acne flares, for example. And I'm talking about any kind of acne from whiteheads to blackheads to that very cystic acne, inflammatory acne. It all um, seems to be boiling down to um, four pillars, which I will be discussing today. So today we're going to be talking about why is our current approach to acne preventing and treating acne really not working right or if it works it's because we're taking like a pretty heavy duty medication like accutane or antibiotic which we are now discovering really messes with our internal um ecosystem of our body okay so antibiotics um when they are taken for non-life-threatening reasons like acne it, it is causing a side effect that can cause other health issues down the road. Like um, when you take antibiotics, it kills off the good organisms in your gut, the microbiome, which is responsible for doing a lot of important tasks in our body, like turning the fiber in our foods into fuel. We can't break down fiber. Our microbiome does it in our gut for us. And when we take an antibiotic, it increases the risk of that microbiome being killed off or damaged and therefore it decreases or affects our ability to do things like use the fiber in our vegetables to create fuel in our bodies that are health supporting. Eating fiber is healthy, however, it doesn't work for you if you don't have a good microbiome that's up to the task to break it down for you. So that's one of the reasons why our current approach to um, acne really isn't working, and I'll go deeper into that. We're also gonna be talking about what is more up-to-date research showing could actually be effective in preventing and permanently getting rid of pimples. And it's very exciting, and I'm gonna be sharing that with you, and that'll lead into my third topic, which is what are the four pillars of acne treatment that I believe in the future will be crucial um, that we will be having to pursue in order to prevent and treat um, pimples permanently, which is very exciting. Okay. So, um, the main reason why um, our current uh, treatments and prevention strategies for pimples, like the mainstream treatments like the Accutanes and the antibiotics, and I mean, when I got acne, and I presented it to my doctor, that was one of the things that was offered was some kind of hormonal um, treatment. And the reason that doesn't work is because it's not getting at the root cause of why the acne is happening in the first place. You did not develop acne because you lack um, an antibiotic, because you lack a hormone pill, because you lack something like Accutane. You developed acne for um, reasons, and usually those reasons um, are not genetic. Yes, you may be genetically predisposed to get acne. So maybe you have a gene that makes you more vulnerable to getting acne. But as we learned in the studies of the hunter-gatherers, it's more of a lifestyle issue. It's something that, that you're doing unknowingly. Obviously, we don't do things on purpose to get acne, but it's something that you're eating, that you're drinking, that you're putting on your skin that is causing um, changes at the level of the skin that is resulting in the acne, okay? So this is very, very important because um, you can't treat a condition, you can't cure a condition or solve a condition living the same lifestyle that created it. And sure, you can take a pill which may make you uh, look better in the short term But as I mentioned before, that pill in and of itself could cause problems down the road or that cream, that antibiotic cream or that steroid cream, you know, those things can cause new problems to develop over time. And you don't want to create a problem um, as a result of the band-aid that was used to solve the first problem, right? So we don't want to get into this vicious cycle, which is what happened to me. All right, so I was getting into a vicious cycle where I was taking treatment for my acne, but I was I was experiencing downstream effects from it. Like my gut health was suffering. I started to get rashes on my skin. All of these things were starting to pop up, and little. And then I realized after I did a deep dive into the research is that first of all, I hadn't gotten to the root cause of what was causing my acne to happen in the first place. So while I was taking a band aid that made the acne look better, what was triggering the acne was still happening, and that. That's like a body hit. That's a damage to the body. That's that's resulting in the acne. And if you don't fix the damage, what's causing the damage, and that damage continues, and will eventually express itself in other ways. So it's very important that we get at the root cause because I don't believe that acne is simply a life event that we all have to suffer through. I think it's a, in my opinion, it is a sign. And it's, a, it's like your body's trying to tell you, listen, something about how you're living your life, you know, what you're eating, what you're drinking, what you're putting on your skin is not working for our body. And you can either um, stay curious and start paying attention and start doing the detective work to figure it out. Or you can take the band-aid solution, which will make you look better, but will still have that damage happening inside. And it will eventually start to affect not just your skin. other parts of your body. So what is the research showing could be root causes of acne? So the research shows that when you address issues with your blood sugar balance, your acne can get better. So what does that mean? What that means is that there appears to be um, uh, some types of acne that are triggered by um, by things like foods and drinks that activate that stimulate the production of the hormone insulin, which is our sugar hormone. So let's say you eat um, like a, a typical pizza, a typical off-the-shelf um, bread, um, pastries, cookies, um, sugary cereals, granolas, granola bars, even some protein bars, protein powders, processed foods, they have a lot of what we called refined sugar in it. And, you, be, and you, you could say, well, how does bread have refined sugar? Well, bread is made out of refined flour. And it's a very fine flour that's like been taken a whole grain, been broken down into flour. And that flour is still is in a very refined state so that when you eat that food, it gets broken down in the gut very quickly and it gets absorbed into the body very quickly and you get a sudden rush of sugar into the blood. That flour gets turned into sugar and that sugar goes into the blood. And because that flour has been broken down into a fine flour, like a fine kind of powdery product, it's a very quick uptake versus the kind of sugar that is stored in a whole grain. What's a whole grain? Like a white basmati rice a steel cut or a rolled oats, a quinoa. As long as it hasn't been turned into a flour, it's in its whole state and it's still packaged by fiber. Same thing with vegetables. If you have a whole vegetable, it's packaged in fiber. So if you eat an apple or if you roast a vegetable or you eat it raw, it's still packaged in its fiber. When you take that fruit, for example, and you pulverize it in a blender and turn it into a smoothie, or you turn it into like a powdered drink, it is no longer packaged in that fiber and that sugar just just comes up in your body very quickly. And you get that rush of sugar, that spike of sugar in the blood, and that triggers the body to produce a hormone insulin. And the hormone insulin appears to be linked to um, the causation of uh, acne on our skin through various different mechanisms. It affects the testosterone levels and testosterone even in women In women and men seems to be a driver of acne when you start to imbalance the hormone testosterone. And when you have that hit of sugar and that's quick release of insulin, that causes the testosterone hormone to become unbalanced and that can trigger acne. How do we know that? When people have have been put on low insulin diets, which means low um, refined flour, low refined sugar diets, their acne gets better. And the thing is, it requires a pretty deep lifestyle change because sugar is hidden in so many things. It's hidden in most of our processed foods. One slice of regular bread can have up to five teaspoons of sugar. And our pops have ridiculous amounts of sugars. Fruit juice, even without the sugar added, has a lot of natural sugar in it in a juiced state, in a liquid state. And that's a very quick hit of sugar to the blood. So I'm not saying it's easy. The pill, it's not as easy as a pill. However, it gets to the root cause of what you're experiencing. And that's what's gonna take care of your pimples permanently is if you nip the root cause in the bud. Now, if you're wondering how to do this, it's gonna take intentionality and it's gonna take effort and it's gonna be small shifts over time. And just as a tip, when you take flour and you ferment it, so it becomes a sourdough bread. The sugar content goes down because the act of fermentation eats up the sugar. So that old style, like crunchy, like you know, chewy sourdough bread that you can get at your at some local bakers, that's the kind of bread that you're looking for. And you do have to cut out processed foods, you do have to stop smoothering, you know, blending your fruits and your veggies. Some veggies are okay, but other veggies still have a lot of sugar in them, like carrots can have a lot of sugar in them if you blender it. So eat your fruits and vegetables whole, eat your whole grains whole, like your, you know, your white basmati rices and your quinoas, your oats, and stick to that kind of a diet. And that's when you're going to start to see a lot of shift in your skin health and other aspects of your health, of course. But if we are talking about acne, that's very, very important. So that is one of the one of the big pillars when I'm talking about the four pillars that we are going to have to address for acne treatment in the future. The sugar hormone is one of the biggest pillars. What else does the research show? The research shows that the stress response, the hormone associated with the stress response, which is cortisol, has been associated with higher acne experience like more a worse acne experience so you might say well i don't know i don't really get stressed out and i would say well that's you're an amazing individual because most people these days are experiencing very stressful events in their life i mean we as a population we recently went through covid there's a lot of you know things with um the environment, and uh, there's day-to-day interactions with your loved ones that can trigger you. And so if you find that you're someone who has, uh, hasn't has developed the tools to have a healthy stress response to those daily triggers, what you'll find is that your horm- your stress hormone cortisol will be activated, and that in of itself can cause an acne flare. So learning the tools to deal with your stress and it's not to say go into a convent and close yourself off from life because life is life. It's going to bring events that could trigger a stress response. It's recognizing that opportunity to turn a stress response into a personal growth moment to say this could, this would normally cause me to be stressed. What are my tools that I can use? And that could be breath work. Um, That could be meditation, that could be calling a supportive and loving and fun friend, could be reading a motivational, inspirational book, listening to a funny podcast, all of, there's so many tools out there. And many people who are out there um, willing and able to uh, assist people with their stress response. And now what is the third pillar of um, the research-backed evidence for future acne treatments? And that is gut health gut health is huge. The skin and the gut, the lining of the gut are actually continuous. If I take my finger and I put it along the skin of my the, my skin and I continue it in, it would go into my gut, into the lining of my gut. And the skin and the lining of the gut, they come from the same original tissues when you were a baby in your mama's belly. So they are physically linked to each other. And when you have a problem with gut health, that can express in skin health. For example, Research has proven that dairy has a strong connection with triggering acne in many populations. Some are more susceptible to dairy issues than others. For example, in the Asian population, if you're Asian or you have Asian heritage, there's a 90% chance that you're actually intolerant to dairy, and if you look back historically, The Asian culture did not have dairy as a regular part of their diet. It's only now that everything has become globalized and we're being exposed to other ways of eating that some of us are starting to eat foods that really do not jive with our genetics. And dairy has been linked to acne. And I see a lot of people with um, Asian ancestry with acne. And that's not a normal thing for that population, historically speaking. So if you want that clear glowing skin, one thing you could try is to cut out dairy in your life. And you might say to me, well, what about calcium? Don't we need calcium? Well, did you know that there are many amazing sources of calcium that have as much or uh, or more than in dairy? So what are sources of calcium? Leafy greens, sesame seeds. Sesame seeds actually have an incredible amount of Uh, calcium so tahini for example is an amazing source of calcium there are many many other ways to get calcium in your diet and we know that because research shows that um, populations that did not have a lot of dairy in their diet had very strong bones that healed very quickly that's a very good indication that you do not need dairy to have strong bones For some people, dairy works. For some people, it doesn't. How do you know it might not be working for you? Acne. So you just cut out the dairy and it's very hard to do because dairy has a molecule in it that is similar to morphine. It's called caseomorphine, which means that you can get addicted to dairy, physically addicted to dairy. So if you're listening to this saying, I cannot stop my dairy, even You know, like I just can't conceptualize that. What I would say is use your acne as a motivation. Try it out. You'll probably have to cut out for about six weeks to start to see a difference in your skin. 12 weeks minimum is ideal because that's how long the research shows it takes for changes in your diet to show up as improvements in your skin. So 12 weeks ideal as, um, you know, as a science experiment for yourself, how does my body respond to this shift? So if you incorporate cutting out dairy and balancing your sugar, your blood sugar, uh, you know, you might end up seeing some incredible results like I did. I mean, I don't have any acne now. It's, it's amazing. I love it. It's just oh, I don't even have to wear makeup. You know, I put blush on and, and you know, a little of, uh, chapstick for these sessions, but I'm not wearing foundation. And there's no filter here. So, this is, I'm living proof that this kind of approach really works. And the fourth pillar is the toxins tolerance. What do I mean by that? Well, um, the less obvious toxins are the ones that we put in through our mouth. So, processed foods have a lot of toxins in them, unfortunately. And you might say, well, that's a very strong thing for you to say. And I would say, well, research is showing that the chemicals that are put in a lot of processed foods, like the emulsifiers, The preservatives, they are damaging the health of our gut. And it might not matter if you take it one time, but if you're eating it every day or eating it most days of the week, over time that will have a damaging effect on your gut health and that could impact your skin health. Remember, the inside out, the inside is reflected on the outside. Your skin is a reflection of your internal health, which is why I think that getting on top of your acne is important. And I value that effort. So that's the internal toxins. What's the external toxins? Cosmetics. Everything you put on your skin with very few exceptions is absorbed into the skin. How do we know that? Tests by scientists have shown that what you put on your skin within three to six minutes shows up in your blood how does it show up in your blood because it gets absorbed into your skin and then absorbed into your blood vessels which live underneath the skin and women in particular men are starting to have more and more of this problem now with all the marketing around like you know skin products we put around 300 chemicals a day on our skin and it's subtle it's the it's this, this cream like the the hydrating lotion or the hydrating oils that have um, preservatives on them or things that make them smell good or feel good. Usually it's the smelling and the preservative agents. And then it's the actual cosmetics, it's the foundation, it's the blush, it's the lipstick. It's, you know, and, and interestingly, even nail polish gets absorbed in. But from a very local perspective, we put a lot of stuff in our face. Which is why after I do this live, I'm actually gonna go and wash off this blush because I just want my skin to be breathing clear and I don't. It's it's uh, I don't need as much makeup now. I, I, when I go out, I definitely don't use makeup because my skin is looking so good. It did take a while though. I used to use makeup. And then I stopped using it when I discovered that, you know, that toxic effect on the, at the level of the skin. And there was this uncomfortable gap where my, my acne still hadn't properly healed and I wanted to cover it up. but I had to let it breathe. I had to let my skin recover. And now I'm on the other side of that discomfort and I'm really enjoying, um, you know, the, the I'm reaping the benefits of that effort that I put in. The return on my investment has been huge. And when I go on social media, on Instagram, for example, um, I use filters instead of makeup. <laughs> you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to have to be putting on makeup every time I go to post a reel or do something. You know, um, show up in my private Facebook group for women. Um, I'll I'll use a filter instead, and and that's one way that I save my skin. I'm I'm totally okay with that. So the more that you can minimize what goes onto your skin, the better. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can go to my playlist called Skin Health, and you can see um, that there are some previous videos that I've done where I teach you, for example, how to make your own face wash um, that doesn't strip your skin of beneficial oils and doesn't kill the microbiome, the organisms on your skin that help keep your skin healthy. And I also share with you a skin routine that works like, how do you actually moisturize your skin? Again, without using chemicals, um, even some of those really lovely high-end products, if you start looking at the ingredient list, they have things that make them smell good or feel good or, or stay preserved in the bottle because they're being made in bulk amounts that have to be shipped around the world sometimes. And the thing is, we do have a microbiome on our skin. And they're responsible for helping our skin stay intact and healthy. And if we put toxins on them that kill them off or affect their health, that will affect the health of our skin too. So, to wrap it up, in summary, the four pillars that we have to address if we're going to eliminate pimples permanently, if we're going to have a fighting chance of making this like a non existent issue in our society, is we're going to have to address the sugar hormones, the stress response the gut health, and the toxins tolerance, And those are my four pillars of holistic health that I've really noticed when I dive into the research, it all seems to kind of slot themselves in into one or more of those categories. I hope you found this useful, and I look forward to catching you next Thursday in the next live episode. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss any of these amazing shows, and share with a friend, sharing is caring. And I hope you have a really wonderful end. Uh, rest of your day, evening, or night, depending on when you catch this. Bye.
1: Hey everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode just a reminder this podcast is for educational purposes only this podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, M.D. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health.